We interrupt this broadcasting to remind listeners that Miss Natalie Rebecca Hetzman was actually famous for Courting Hope, a silent film. Can we let her be a filmmaker? Then she could actually be silent again. There's a, um, a metaverse called The Sandbox. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yes, I have. Um, I recently bought some land, which was kind of cool. So I own a piece of the metaverse. But, what yeah. made you choose Sandbox? Um, I don't know, it was that or Decentraland, and Sandbox is cheaper. So. How many the lands are there now? No, I think it's like maybe 4,000 blocks or something. Um, so do you understand... I, I just bought a one-by-one parcel in the middle of nowhere. But so you're telling cool. me that building the blocks is not bad for the environment either? Huh? What do you mean? Building the blocks. What blocks? That you're describing. It's a network. It's an actual physical... I mean... The entire... So it's, that entire environmental argument is bullshit. Okay. It's absolutely Please bullshit. explain why. Because the blockchain is it's soon going to be mediated. There's multiple blockchains, but they're all going to be mediated. Could you list them for energy. us, please? No, there's too many to list. Um, there's... You know, there can be infinite chains. Um, and you know, I can create a chain. How can you create a chain? Just fork, fork anything. Pardon? You just fork something, you just clone it. I think I'm about to die. Did you just say you clone something? Yeah, it's all open source. That's Where the entire the pr- point of open source code. No. Yeah. Us, us people who actually develop stuff. Well, well, Do you know yeah, why I lost the code? Add to it. Yeah. yeah. Firstly, hang on a second. But people... Another Did you know that I was looking for the developer who created code in the late 90s that is more advanced than anything that exists right now, that interfaces with your computer, and I showed this shit to people in 1997. Mm. The code expired, I saw that, and illegally, possession is nine-tenths of the law in most places you're in, but I didn't feel right. Yeah. So I didn't go and steal that code and make money off of it, even though I know exactly what to do with that technology because I was the one that, who that's developed it. the whole it. point of capitalism. Stop. Yeah. No. There's ethical. Can, what's ethical business? Are you what? telling me that... I don't care about ethics. People <gasps> don't care about ethics. Oh, my God. And he's not wrong that people die. I yeah, think I need this do. now. So this is alcohol. I'm so excited. Oh, my God. I'm now an alcohol person. Oh, my God. I'm about to die. Did you just say who cares about ethics? In, in, in a decentralized world, there is no need for ethics. Oh, my God. If nothing can be traced to you, it's more of a you. Oh, that doesn't mean that you should do it if it's not can't be traced to you. And do you want to say they're a real... Code, what do you mean funny. cloning code? Do you know what code is? If you're cloning a code base... What happens if you're cloned? Whatever. You don't care that they're cloning you and profiting from you and they're taking away all your money and no, they have now whole, hacked you. That's the decision you make by going open source. No, that's not. There are ethical... So it's, it's different arguments. I don't want to argue. Oh, no, I don't want to argue. <laughs> I, I, please. Like, I'll just tell you my point of view. That if you're in a decentralized world, if you can make something... Like, shit, the other day, you, know, you can make money through like exploiting other people's mistakes. That's what people do. I, I've even done that before. You know? How have you done that? Isn't that the stock market? Yeah, you can do stuff in the stock market. I mean, like, isn't people, isn't like when people, like when you buy when it's low and people selling when it's high and it goes low and you buy more, isn't that yeah. some people just losing yeah. money and other people gaining? Isn't yeah. anyone ever making money on the stock market, other people losing money? Yeah, exactly. So it's just you're taking advantage of people as stupid. ...of the role that we are taking or whether it will move in the direction of slavery. I think it will depend in great measure upon what we do here in the United States, on the kind of society that we build, 
on the kind of strength that we maintain. We discussed tonight domestic issues, but I would not want that to be any implication to be given that this does not involve directly our struggle with Mr. Khrushchev for survival. Mr. Khrushchev is in New York, and he maintains the communist offensive throughout the world because of the productive power of the Soviet Union itself. The Chinese communists have always had a large population, but they are important and dangerous now because they are mounting a major effort within their own country. The kind of country we have here, the kind of society we have, the kind of strength we build in the United States will be the defense of freedom. If we do well here, if we meet our obligations, if we're moving ahead, then I think freedom will be secure around the world. If we fail, then freedom fails. Therefore, I think the question before the American people is, are we doing as much as we can do? Are we as strong as we should be? Are we as strong as we must be if we're going to maintain our independence? And if we're going to maintain and hold out the hand of friendship to those who look to us for assistance, to those who look to us for survival. I should make it very clear that I do not think we're doing enough, that I am not satisfied as an American with the progress that we are making. This is a great country, but I think it could be a greater country. And this is a powerful country, but I think it could be a more powerful country. I'm not satisfied to have 50% of our steel mill capacity unused. I'm not satisfied when the United States had last year the lowest rate of economic growth of any major industrialized society in the world. Because economic growth means strength and vitality. It means we're able to sustain our defenses. It means we're able to meet our commitments abroad. I'm not satisfied when we have over $9 billion worth of food, some of it rotting, even though there is a hungry world, and even though 4 million Americans wait every month for a food package from the government, which averages 5 cents a day per individual. I saw cases in West Virginia, here in the United States, where children took home part of their school lunch in order to feed their families, because I don't think we're meeting our obligations towards these Americans. I'm not satisfied when the Soviet Union is turning out twice as many scientists and engineers as we are. I'm not satisfied when many of our teachers are inadequately paid or when our children go to school part-time shifts. I think we should have an educational system second to none. I'm not satisfied when I see men like Jimmy Hoffa in charge of the largest union in the United States still free. I'm not satisfied when we are failing to develop the natural resources of the United States to the fullest. Here in the United States, which developed the Tennessee Valley and which built the Grand Coulee and the other dams in the Northwest United States, at the present rate of hydropower production, and that is the hallmark of an industrialized society, the Soviet Union by 1975 will be, be producing more power than we are. These are all the things I think in this country that can make our society strong or can mean that it stands still. I'm not satisfied until every American enjoys his full constitutional rights. If a Negro baby is born, and this is true also of Puerto Ricans and Mexicans in some of our cities, he has about one half as much chance to get through high school as a white baby. He has one third as much chance to get through college as a white student. He has about a third as much chance to be a professional man, about half as much chance to own a house. He has about the four times as much chance that he'll be out of work in his life as the white baby. I think we can do better. I don't want the talents of any American to go to waste. 
I know that there are those who say that we want to turn everything over to the government. I don't at all. I want the individuals to meet their responsibilities. And I want the states to meet their responsibilities. But I think there is also a national responsibility. The argument has been used against every piece of social legislation in the last 25 years. It saddens me to pause. The first time I heard the debates, I sat for seven hours in a row. The person who I was meeting, interestingly enough, was my brother-in-law's best friend's friend who was selling me clean organic marijuana so that I would stop vomiting and being sick. He was standing outside and I was crying after seven hours of listening to this and contemplating the world. The <laughs> I'm about to screw up the slogan. Um, no disrespect, really. Uh, but Black Lives Matter, when my mentor first came to me with that, I said to him, who are you? I had this conversation with... Um, Darian Darius uh, on LinkedIn and he's a screenwriter a black screenwriter who hasn't been given the credit he should have been given he's a phenomenal writer turns out he's uh, friends with Natalie Portman and therefore I trusted uh, that just because I think she's a great actress and blah blah too long a story anyway why am I pausing because at the time I was so engulfed by the the fact that I was being led on a path and these two people were really saying the same thing. They happened to be two white men, there's that. But in terms of the passion, I was just crying my eyes out. Ding, 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 ding. When I went to the guy to get the marijuana, spending, I don't know, $1,000 or more, 1200 whatever. And my mentoree was still saying, Black Lives Matter. The white boy with curly hair with a narcissistic mother who was complaining about the $6 million home that her mother hadn't given her a portion of, uh, you know. And so I was helping all of these types of children, these white children. Now, I'm listening to this and I'm listening to my experiences and they would sound the same. However, I look at the world right now and I even look back at LA in 99 Here's the interesting thing that was proven. It didn't matter whether you were black or white. It didn't matter, there wasn't brown. That wasn't a category per se at that time. It didn't matter if you were black or white. It mattered if you had money. And that was kind of the thing that the Ken man, the Ken doll, wanted me to experience. What was it like being on like a little platter and still being questioned? So I had the black man's perspective. Most of my life I've been seeing the world through the black man, the Asian man's perspective, until I went to Thailand and then it all became about the Asian woman's perspective. So when people misunderstand, I said to people, I don't want someone to walk in front of me, I don't want someone to walk behind me. He then jumped in and said, I don't want someone to run in front of me. I don't, you know, had to bed me, one-up me, because that's his character the half black man who's never been with a black woman. So we're getting to a point somewhere. So when you want to blame the JFKs and Nixons of the world for white supremacy, no, I don't think you can. I think you listen and they're saying the same thing. They want equality. Then you listen to MLK and you listen to all of the amazing speeches that have come after. And we haven't even reached 19, what is it, 60 here. Uh, 
And I had to pause because we're still saying that the world hasn't changed at all. It has enormously. If anything, I'm far more persecuted than the Kent doll. He glides through with his fashionable Versace and three split level home in Beverly Hills while he cries about not wanting to own anything in America because, oh, Native Americans, you know, and being all PC, but maintaining his relationship with the Japanese family next door and, of course, Michael Dill, being with the Jews. So, you know, I'm listening to this and thinking I'm missing something because if anyone's suffering right now, I would say the reason why I've been drawn to this place, all the white people, (laughs) because they are crying about the fact that they're being left behind. So I think it really comes down to perspective, perception, and why is the the blonde girl, you know, who knows tracking better than any native person so-called around here, um, why is she huddled in a camper van for 99 bucks a week? And uh, the Aboriginal family who took me hostage, well, they've got a split-level home too. And I did hear on the radio about the six acres that every Indigenous person gets. And I can't remember the name of the broadcast because, of course, it's gone. But it was a wonderful point where Indigenous people in Australia were talking about this very point. You are Australian. Doesn't matter if you've got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You just are an ish. Don't worry. Jews have dealt with it their whole lives. Become a wandering Jew. You already have the flowers outside. I mean, (laughs) so we're back to the bloody gypsies, are we? Well, I've had enough of Papa's story, so I'm going to be living mine. But if you'd like to partake in a valuable discussion about the United States or political systems or how far have we come from this in certain regards and in others how backwards are we being today i leave you you know i always wanted everything less than 10 minutes because well less than 15 because it's just bloody boring how anyone can sustain a podcast for three hours good on you i mean making it's easy listening to it i can't even listen back to my own things If you've received shit and you're blaming Natalie Rebecca Hechtman, my content marketer, or customer-centric SEO, neither of which can I contact. Oh, no, one I've opened up. But I can't tag myself. (laughs) I find that hilarious. So somewhere (laughs) I didn't want to (laughs) work. And in the end, I'm still finding a way. And look, Nick Janus just wrote, we're a sucker. For a sneak peek, (laughs) the Janus Brothers on the Kelly Clarkson show, something's happening. (laughs) But I'm getting back to my point, and that is the Australians that are here, not the Americans that are living the life that they want. What about all the musicians and artists who are here who aren't with you? Well, let's ask, wait, Rosebone isn't in Australia right now, is she? No, but physical's on. (laughs) Unfortunately, you'll have to download a whole lot of apps that will track your every move. But it's a great show. (laughs) Look at that, my favourite number. (laughs) Have you ever wondered what hack sounds like? Well, we put in 10 seconds. It sure can seem like a long period of time. 
when you hear this instead of your podcast. infidelity were overshadowed by his steadfastness with insiders saying laughter was the glue that kept them together he himself suggested it was her tolerance tolerance is the one essential ingredient of any happy marriage it may not be quite so important when things are going well but it is absolutely vital when things get difficult and uh, you can take it from me the Queen has the quality of tolerance and abundance. <laughs> the Queen now facing life without her faithful shadow and partner, two steps behind. Ellie Walsh, Nine News. Really, that was quite an extraordinary love story, wasn't it? Was? Voice banded. Test of time for sure. All right, let's go back to London and uh, catch up with Royal Correspondent for the Daily Mirror, Russell Myers, who uh, joins us from his uh, where he's been sitting and working from for a long time now. Russell, it's good to see. We learn, uh, we, well, we believe that Harry is on his way. Here's a question for you. Could he potentially have Archie with him? Well, hi, Diggy. Uh, hi, Beck. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think he's going to come alone. We, we understand that the great-grandchildren won't be at the service. They're deemed too young. And, of course, the coronavirus restrictions here in the UK uh, will only allow 30 people to attend the service. So uh, the Duke of Edinburgh has got his own way even in uh, his passing. He didn't want any fuss with the funeral, and it seems that there he will get the minimum of it. Uh, with, uh, with the new arrangements that have been signed off by the Queen. Only 30 people allowed, only very, very close family, even the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, won't be attending. But uh, it, will, it will, will be a special occasion, and, and the people of the palace were saying that, uh, you know, it will be no less special. It's totally in line with his wishes, and, uh, and I'm sure it will be a spectacle that lots of people around the world will be tuning in to, to pay their own respects in a special way. Uh, Russell, with just on that, with the COVID restrictions in terms of 30 people allowed to um, to gather, I mean, you, you look at the family and it's going to be very tight. People are going to miss out. Oh, absolutely! It's going to be it's going to be really tight. I mean, just looking at it today, it was like uh, you know moving chess pieces to see who will be. Uh, Isn't that so selfless of Meghan Markle to bow out? It's really kind of her. If they can only have 30 people, my God, what would they have done? Um, and then you really run out of, of, of seats. Um, and, and the spectacle as well will be quite straight. Okay, so point number one. With Sydney Holiday Apartments, we've been asked many, many questions. How do we gain 
240% increase when the website's been gone for months. How did my content marketer? The website has now also been taken off. If you'd like to fight about this, well, I can't be bothered. I'll just tell you the facts. 3,700% increase within a 30-day period. Increased engagement and conversion on leads. Well, we'd have to find out who took away the payment gateway and explain how it links. Here is a tip. Right now, there are many industries that are either being positively or negatively affected by some of the technological changes. What are those, I hear you ask? AI plays a very big part and it is quite misunderstood. It's not simplistic. It is something that I have been obsessed with. <laughs> uh, thank you, mum and dad, for my whole life. And there was a company I was speaking with back in 2017. Uh, actually, I was contacted by that company. I can't talk about it. That's what signing an NDA is all about. However, you can do the maths because there are a few players in the space. However, that's not the topic that we need to talk about. What we do need to talk about is what I have learnt simply because I love AI and my job is as an SEO person and I focus on customer-centric SEO. But you know that because that's why you chose this podcast. Now, where were we? Yes, back to AI as I wave across the room. Isn't that annoying when some of the time you hear something on a podcast and you think, God, I want to see what is that? What is she pointing at? And I'm actually pointing in real life right now, which is a little bit ridiculous. Anyway, but that's how we've become nowadays. We want to share. We want to share the things we're learning. We want to share the insights. Or maybe some of us don't. And that's a completely different discussion. But I will interject this topic with something one of my mentors actually said to me, listening to some of the audio that is in this very podcast. He said, Natalie, I don't think it's wise for you to say general sweeping statements about all of the companies who are preying on other companies in the digital marketing space. Now, I value my mentor immensely and in future podcasts, you will get to meet him. But for now, I'm just focusing on the point. The point is, and with the most incredible respect, and I bow down now, right now, I will, however, respectfully disagree. And why is that? Because I have promised something. I promise to be honest. I promise to be transparent. I promise to engage you with valuable, 
engaging, well-researched information for your business to better succeed online. And interestingly, it affects your business in real life too. And that's because of your branding, positioning, understanding of visibility online, rankings online, customized content, consumer-driven strategies. These are some of the topics that I will delve into. Now, the one point that I will gracefully accept from my mentor is the following. You need to hear a case study right now. If I were on radio, I would have set this up, put the promo, shouted it out, asked the question and come back in half an hour after I'd gotten your calls and then I'd hear your responses, put it on the air, blah, blah, we're done, you've got your proof. But until I am ready to do a live podcast because I've just ventured into the world of IGTV, let's combine the two points. No one's giving you valuable valuable information, are they? Isn't that the point? You tune in, you watch, you listen, you read, and they take advantage of you. Well, I'm never going to be one of them. I'm going to be me. So I'm going to tell you something. (laughs) Here we go. If you've just tuned in, we're at the five-minute mark. So if you need to tell somebody, hey, scroll past all that other stuff, it's not all that important. But get to the five-minute mark because that's when she says the following. On social media, you need to think holistically, macro as well as micro. Why is that? Because I have focused on I have focused on off-page SEO strategies the entire time that I've been in this space. And I consider myself now an expert, but for a lot of that time a novice. It's been approximately six years. So I am getting, unfortunately, a notification that I need to know about, which is the only problem with what, with what I'm doing at the moment. It's another experiment. I kind of like experiments. I like to keep it real. Hashtag, we keep it real. That's why at this very moment in time, and after having wasted thousands and thousands of dollars on expensive sound equipment from a disgusting company, We'll get to that in the future episode. Believe you me, we will. Because I am introducing a section. And I'm going to ask you, you tell me how often you'd like me to tell you about companies treating customers poorly. Once I hear back from you, I will then structure the episodes reflective of the time frame. For example, you would like one podcast a month or two podcasts a month. Okay, send your answer, please, to customercentricseo at mycontentmarketer.com. Or if you're having any trouble finding, just Google My Content Marketer. 
And what will happen is you will see the GMB listing. GMB. What is GMB? Google my business. I did come up with a really good tagline for this, and I think it might be in a different podcast recording. However, for the moment, I'll paraphrase myself. Google My Business is not something you decide to do or not to do. I had a prospective client who came to me asking how to get rid of reviews. Isn't that just such an eye-opener? I didn't need to know much more about this individual. That spoke volumes. He wanted to hide all the customers' comments from prospective customers and their competitors. There were two directors of the company. I couldn't believe it. In the end, and because I refuse to do what some people do, which is regarded as black hat SEO. I did not create the term. I don't like the term, either of them. There's also white hat SEO. They're all rubbish. I disregard all those terms and I just say it how it is. People do things for good and for bad. They like to come up with terminology to put them into different things and then you could verify that your SEO person was actually working for good and not evil. And it's like, my Lord, really? It's nearly 2021. Don't you just assume they're going to do the right thing by you, the customer? I mean, come on. Sorry, these types of things get me annoyed. So if I'm interjecting in the middle of a valuable point, we will return to it. However, I just did want to make the point. I'm frustrated by these companies taking advantage of you. That's the honest truth. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of hearing about small businesses losing thousands and thousands of dollars because they hire companies thinking that they are going to drive traffic to the website, provide actionable CTAs, actually write, optimize, copy, and bring you what you need. Leads, targeted leads. It's not about pretty pictures, great videos, even animations, which we just did one of. And I can tell you, a ton of work managing an animation that you need to be optimized for social media and your website and yet be professional. And IG at the moment has such an option. It's not a plug, but I am telling you, if there is one platform, if you can't afford things at the moment, especially at the moment, stop spending money on ads on social media and instead put a strategy together. A strategy will enable you to create the content you need and gain the traffic via creating the sales funnel to be able to direct the people to the right place to an offer and it doesn't have to be your website. Mm, what about this? Your Google My Business, and I didn't insert, insert the tagline, if you are a business, you must use GMB. Google My Business is imperative if you're a business. 
I think that actually was it in a nutshell. I'll say it again because it's really important. Google my business is imperative if you have a business. That's as simple as that. Now, how to optimize Google My Business? That's a longer discussion. But always remember, you need to connect the dots for Google. That's what SEO people who know what they're doing do. The problem is there are certain things that have been happening recently, very exciting changes. And unless your digital marketing company, SEO expert, actually does the research, which is why I'm a research junkie, because how the hell would I know all of these things? Because I spend a lot of time. Because there are many brilliant people around this world, each with their own niche, who are best informing people like myself about their niche. I, however, am concentrating on my niche, which is customer-centric SEO. Yes, I can veer off slightly like a conversation about social media marketing, because it is a component of a larger jigsaw puzzle. A while ago, I started a podcast. It was recorded. I had a little brat who I was trying to help, um, and he's stolen all the files. I won't remember everything. And so if you hear little bits of this out there in the online stratosphere, just know that was unauthorized. And this is the real deal, paraphrase though, unfortunately. So what I was talking about at that time was the notion of David and Goliath. And that is going to best explain to you why SEO is more important now than ever. There are many things that don't require coding, but they require strategy. They require putting the dots together so that you can best show the algorithm and each algorithm inside of the Google algorithm. So that sounds convoluted, but it's the way I'm visualizing it to make sense of it. The point is each, of, each tool you use has an algorithm nowadays, every single one of them. And now some are interfacing with others better than others, and some are instructing the flow. And it's a really big conversation, and I think I need visual aids. And that's where a video, you know, video content becomes imperative. I am actually a shy person, uh, so I don't like people seeing me. Talking is fine, as you can hear. However, I will work it out because I would like to actually show you, show you how this works and therefore how and why, and what you can do really as individuals without even needing a web developer who tells you it's all about coding. Partly true, but you know what? The most important coding is the coding that relates to your rankings. And they don't only exist on your website, or I should rephrase, they don't only exist out, they don't only exist 
as a trigger brought on by your website, which is what SEO is, rather they exist in what I have been specializing in, which is off-page SEO, so that it is another mechanism by which Google, the algorithm, can understand everything that you're putting online, not merely what you're doing on Facebook or what you're doing on Instagram or what you're doing on Snapchat or what you're doing on LinkedIn or what you're doing on YouTube or what you're doing on your website. Or There are so many platforms. And unless you have, this is please, if you take away nothing else, please listen to this little bit of advice. Unless you have unlimited resources, money and time, do not waste them by trying to have too much of what you think of as a presence on social media. Choose one platform. And at the moment, Facebook and Instagram have made it easy for you because you get two for one in their deal. So whilst I love Google tools and will therefore always tell you to choose YouTube for your video content, if you're trying to crunch numbers right now, then please do yourself and your business a favor. Choose Instagram. It will work for all different types of content. That's why I'm recommending it to you. It's far more focused. And I know from all the SEO work that I do, Instagram is directly and positively affecting my clients' rankings contrary to what you might have been told or what some people think. What you do on social media does affect your rankings.